Hello there. Welcome to the Kirk Minahan wrap-up show for uh, March 29th, 2021. God, it's been so long since I've done one of these. When the show takes a week off, it feels like it takes uh, a long time off. It seems like it when a lot like of the news happens too at times, when it's like, all right, come on, we want the show back. Start talking. Yeah, about it's it. just, I don't know. It's just, it's just insane. <clears throat> so today is March 29th, 2021. And uh, the title of today's show was uh, the final show. Uh, we have now have an end date in sight for the Kirk Minahan show, not for Kirk Minahan. Uh, I believe Kirk made that very apparent on today's show that so he signed a new contract over over the week, or he's very he said he's very very close to signing. Very very close is what it was put up, and it was one of those things that he mentioned on one of his periscopes that he was getting close, and he says as soon as he's done with this one. Next is Jared. So we'll see. We'll, we'll yeah. see if his negotiating skills are ready to go for a round two. So I'm just going to assume that it's, it's already signed the way – I mean, Kirk wouldn't announce this if it, was, it wasn't like almost a definite thing. But it goes into June 15th of 2024. So 1, we still have – 173 days to be exact. I didn't yes. start a countdown or anything for it, but we have. Yes, <laughs> uh, I, I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't exist. Like uh, I'm just going to like ignore it until like it hits me one day. It's going to be uh, June 14th, 2024, and I'm going to be sitting there, and I'm just going to, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But we got plenty of Kirkman and show left. Did you get asked on so the show? I, are you going to like give a teary crying thing, like like Rich Keith did? With oh, Mike I absolutely Tomlin? will cry when the Kirkman show is done. It's not. It's not even like uh and, and don't even don't try to think it's like a, because like I'm quote unquote like a part of it. Like I, I I'm just going to miss everything. But that's that's somewhere down the line. We don't have to worry about that. That's what that so I'm joined today by, by my <laughs> yeah by my Monday guest uh, Andrew Augustus. How you doing, Andrew? Doing great. Nice Monday back. Show's back. It's good. It's a good week. Yeah, it was uh, It was fun. They recorded last night. Uh, I will say, we're not going to talk about the phone calls because I think the phone calls all suck today. Uh, I, I think it one- that it's inappropriate to shit in someone's house, even if you're a house inspector. I'm sorry. Like, like you're doing any sort of inspection. Yeah. You don't shit in someone's house. Like, I mean, I work landscaping. It's a little different. I get that. But you never think to shit in someone's house. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll shit where I shit uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm at your house, I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, fucking break your toilet or something like that. So the show started off today. They started talking about this radio host in Buffalo who had a system. They were talking about they were talking about literally the most vanilla radio subject you could possibly think of. They were talking about how they like their toast on a scale of one to ten, one being it's just bread. Ten being it's charred to a crisp. It's it's the blackest of black. And one of, one of the hosts came out and was like, oh, "I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I don't like. I don't know if he was talking about liking the women or if he was talking about liking the toast. The whole thing was just was just confusing to me. It was just uh, yeah. not a good look. It was just so not I, a good look. When I saw this come up, I was like, "Oh, here we go." Like what the and I think I had the initial reaction that the show did. It was like, "All right, how long ago was this dug up?" And then you realize it's two days old. You're like, mm-hmm. okay. And you look at the situation. Now, me going into it, I, I was I'm listening to them react and play to them. I'm like, how can you save this? Is there mm-hmm. any way you can save this? And I think there's one way that's not going to get you fired, but is going to get you to a talking to. And it's, you don't, the, what he did was completely wrong. And as the show said, it is racist. It is stupid when you're talking about their skin tone color, but the mm-hmm. way you save it 
is is like when the when you bring up other examples, you got to bring up other w- different types of women, and then that's how one to ten is how hot you think they are. So maybe Serena Williams is like a ten on the hotness scale for him, and Halle Berry is an only five, and maybe like Olivia Munn is an eight, and then Rachel Dratch is a three. That's his only yeah. way I think he could possibly save it, but it's still not a good look regardless. And it's it again it puts you in it in twenty twenty one. Even the shows you see it on the show. It's there's things you can't say. It's it's just it's wrong that we should be out of that mindset type of thing, especially mm-hmm. in 2021. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that that's you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I completely agree. I mean, so I actually kind of found out about this when it happened. So believe it or not, I'm actually a Buffalo Sabres fan. Uh, we're currently on a 17 game losing streak, so it, it's it's tough. But I saw on my personal Twitter account, I follow the Sabres. And uh, they posted something like, we have fired so-and-so, whatever the guy's name was, for his inappropriate comments. So I looked into it. I was like, oh, shit, what did he say? He must have, like, been caught, like, off mic. There's been a lot of, like, people getting caught on hot mics recently. I don't know if you heard about the airline. There's the control airline. Person. There's the, the, like, what was it? Like, the one of the basketball games. where yep, like, The basketball. It, yep. it, again, when I got into radio, when I first started, again, this is – nowhere high level but the first thing you're taught is every mic is hot Mm. and even for me on my first time in connecticut i was working in connecticut at a radio station doing like a sunday morning news and then we had me and a co-anchor and we were going back and forth and we're in two different rooms and Mm -hmm. then we we caught into a commercial break and i go i can't believe i messed that up i'm an idiot and i hear over like in my headphones hey just let you know we're still on the air (laughs) So, I mean, yeah. thankfully, I didn't say anything too bad, but you have to assume every microphone in front of you is on. It's recording at mm-hmm. all points. It's if, if you're not comfortable with it being heard, don't say it when there's a microphone around. And even now in this day, yeah. you're getting to, to a point where everyone's got a phone. So it's almost just as bad. Yeah, I, you, you never know if someone hears you're a part of something or if someone hears you're a part of Barstool. Just assume that they're recording you because uh, oh, yeah. they want to bring you down or something like that. So, yeah, that, that's all there really is to say about it. I find it strange that the guy got fired for just saying K. I mean, I, I get like, what do, what do they expect him to do? You know, do, do they want him to stand up there and say, that's it. This is enough. We're shutting the show down. We're getting sensitivity training tonight. Everything it, like that. So There's nothing. I mean, you're in, in your, when you're in that situation, I mean, I guess – you can be like, dude, you can't say that. That's wrong. And maybe make a joke of it, but you're so taken aback by that. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I can't believe that th- that guy was fired from his other jobs for saying, okay, it's he, he kind of got caught up in the crossfire. I think, I mean, the show being suspended, it's similar to when Fourier did the Donny impression. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we'll shut it down. Let's go through your sensitivity training, go take that and move on to the next one. But uh, I can see why the host lost his job. I can't see why anyone else would lose their job. That's, I think that's kind of stupid. And I, they should at least give them a chance until Monday to be like, all right, we're sorry for this, or at least issue an apology type of thing. But yeah. to not even give them that opportunity, that's kind of messed up. But you know, you, you know, Kirk had to bring it up when Mike walked mm-hmm. in, because uh, I mean, Mike's the cancel culture guy, and uh, I'm surprised. I will get to this later, but I am surprised that they didn't touch on the Dakara stuff that happened last week. Uh, I know. So when Kirk said when Kirk said he is planning on doing uh, kind of like a Dakara special on Wednesday, uh, where he's going to announce some things, uh, I got very very excited. So 
speaking of terrible radio and terrible radio hosts, this Gresh guy, I don't know what the fuck he's on, but he just seems to be like the worst thing that like he just seems to be like the embodiment of terrible radio in Boston. Uh, I mean, he he's on an interview and he says to someone, hey, I like uh, on my new show, Rich Keith has a sword. And so I can't imagine what we're going to be doing with that. I can't imagine. So I, I clicked on Rich Keith's profile and his pinned video is him with a sword. He's calling himself like the sword ninja or something like that. And he's cutting a fish in half. One of his friends throws a fish in the air and he cuts it in half. It's in slow motion. It has like 30,000 views. It's been up there since September. And I just thought to myself, what else can you do with a sword? Like, I think it would be funny if like Rich Keefe, like, you know, uh, as a prank was like trying to sneak his sword through the TSA. I think, I think that would make, you know, some great content or something like that. But something tells me they're just going to cut things in half with it. And also I looked on eBay. Swords are not very expensive. You can get like a nice katana for like 120 bucks. So yeah, uh, so there is a story behind the sword. I know the whole story because I, I, someone who listens to a bunch of podcasts, I do, I do and have listened to the Dork podcast. And there was a whole mm -hmm. thing about this. This was a Christmas gift to Keith, and he's always wanted it. And it's just there's now videos upon videos. There's like pineapples, watermelon. He has a whole bunch of just sword cutting videos. That's okay. all the crux of it. It had nothing to do with the show. It was just he wanted to get a sword, and his wife got him a sword for, for Christmas. And he was like super stoked about it. It was like his dream gift. So that's also in his it's also in his bio that he's a sword owner. So he's yeah. very proud of this fact. He is very proud of his katana. So yes. with, with uh, that, he went out and went out the whole celebrating. And when I saw this clip, I started crying laughing because one, it's the, one of the worst answers. Like, and I think the show pointed that out correctly today. It was, what's your, the question is, what's your favorite thing about working with him? He's got a sword. Okay, great. Is he going to like protect you with this sword? I mean, I guarantee you Steve comes into the show with his gun every day. <coughs> So he's, he's yeah. protecting Kirk with that way. So I guess maybe for you, you feel more protected by a sword. Okay, good, good on you. I, but I don't know. It's but you're right. It's I think it's he's he's been that old school kind of like early two thousands radio persona of like the hey sticky like <coughs> like when we hear Kirk going to Sporty R McKenzie, it's he is the epitome of Sporty R McKenzie type of situation and. He thinks he's being edgy. He thinks he, he's willing to take on the fight. Because you even saw it on the first day he came on. He's like, I'm ready to take on the trolls. And he's like, it, it, he's done some tagging of Minifan accounts. So I, that, it, it's, I'm it's, just he's, waiting. He's, he's thinking he's going to start a fight. But I, I don't think he fully can understand the raft that the Minifans can bring. I mean, in, in full disclosure with Gresh, a couple years ago, I had to fill in for a show in Providence. I filled in for two days for his sports talk show. So um, I've met him a couple times. He's been nice to me. Uh, that's all I know about him from a personal level. But from a radio standpoint, I think there's a reason why he's no longer at 98.5. And there's a reason why that he's uh, when he co coming back here. I don't think he's going to have the ratings that are boom that I think there is. Um, it's yeah. for some people and it just doesn't appeal to enough. He doesn't get the ratings. It's, and he thinks he wants to get into a fight, but he's not gonna—he's not gonna win this one. It's this—it's—it wouldn't be the first time the Minifans fans jammed up a show all day. Oh, um, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the call from, from Kirk. I told Steve. I texted him this morning. 
I was like, hey, I will legitimately do a show from 10 to 2 every day, just destroying, making sure they cannot take phone calls on the Gresh, Gresh and uh, and Keefe show. And he's like, he's like, ah, oh, we got some case stuff going on. Maybe you should hold off on that. But if, as soon as if Kirk gives me that go, I'm going for it. You get the I'm call. Going for it. I mean, you, you, also, you're getting a pro at this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we the Minifans will completely shut down that that show and then Gresh will be on his hands and knees begging people to stop calling in. Um, but also uh, another thing that was kind of brought up a couple weeks ago was that, uh, you know, I'm pushing for a, a full-time gig, but uh, I don't know if this will sway Kirk. So I don't have a sword, but so I have a machete that I bought from Home Depot uh, and I use it to like chop down trees. So apparently in the radio business, this is kind of like a big deal. Uh, I have a pretty much a big knife. So uh, anything Keith can do, I can do better. So yeah, I have a machete. You say a machete is more useful than a katana. Uh, I probably would. It probably has the same like home invasion aspect of it. Where uh, well, I keep it in my fucking shed, so there's nothing really. I don't really use it often. I haven't used it in a while. But yeah, I don't know. I figure, hey, if if it's so exciting that Keith has a sword, I mean, I you know pretty much have a big boy. We'll set this up. Maybe in a couple weekends, you and I will link up. We'll have we'll do some machete cutting videos. Yeah, or I don't know. I cut a fish in the air, and that's funny for what twelve seconds. But so yeah, so I'm just waiting on Kirk to to give that to give that call, and the Minifans will completely shut that down. And I don't think Gresh understands what he is getting into because I don't think Gresh was really there at 98.5 for the height of like Minifan. Minifandom. Like I think I think Gresh no. left in either twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen, and that's kind of when Kirk was starting to take off on uh Yeah, it was I think it was like at the beginning of Kirk's rise when he first started to get to the yeah. rating top overtaking ninety eight five because mm-hmm. then what you saw with them is their numbers weren't translating those numbers were translating to the mid <coughs> and mm-hmm. then they were in that they were actually losing to believe it or not, Dale and Holly. But mm. We know why that Dale and Holly were winning because look at the show that was bringing them in. So yeah. that's where they saw the thing and they saw the ratings change go there. So it's one of those situations that if you if you want the fight, Gresh, like it, it's on and it's not one you're going to win. Minifans are pretty. Oh, no. Minifans have a very stellar record when it comes to shit like this. No, uh, it's 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 not one that uh, that you're going to win. Uh, so speaking of. Oh, enemies who we've taken victory laps over. So Kevin Cullen officially made his first appearance. His Twitter account is back. It is protected. He, I didn't even know this was a show on Showtime. City on a Hill. It's like a show about, it just sounds like a show just about Boston, I guess. And so I listened to it and I just think, I just think he parodies himself. I, I refuse to believe Kevin Cullen is a real person. I'm like tempted to think that he's just some guy, just some guy Kirk knew from high school that like, you know, Kirk pays him like $30,000 a year to put on his persona <laughs> because there's no way the way when he talks about, it, he's like, yeah, I was getting my oil change on the South shore. And the guy started asking me about, you know, what school I went to and my cousins. And I'm like, no one asked you about that. I live on the South shore. It's fucking, you get an oil change. You get an oil change. No one's like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Oh no shit. I want to, you know, me and your cousin got, you know, pizza together back in 93 or something. Uh, there was another cut, too, that was great where he was talking about how he – the first black DA in Boston was a Republican DA in the 90s. 
and Cullen was talking about how he knew him, how he's good friends with him. Of course, he's dead now, so there's no no one to, uh, to corroborate this. But anytime Cullen gets brought up, he just parodies himself. It's unbelievable. It really, it's it's really just I I don't know what to say. Growing up, in the streets, I knew a couple of kids who were doing the crimes and the robberies. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, I knew a couple of kids who were bank robbers, and you know, but I was I was working the crime beat and all that. So, so, uh, so, so we ran into. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, first of all, no, you didn't. Second of all, even if you did, no one gives a fuck. You think Kevin Bacon gives a flying fuck that a couple of kids you grew up with, you know, ended up robbing a bank or something like that? I don't know. His entire persona is he thinks he like lives in. The town, the movie, the town is like what he thinks is going. It was on. a biopic on his life. You didn't hear? Yeah, he's he's just he's just unbelievably just so fucking stupid. I, I he's he's someone I I never heard of before, Kirk, and uh, I never want to hear of him after because he's just he's just the biggest jokey. No one can be as racist as us in Boston. It's like oh, like maybe okay. Well, Kevin, I'm just going to assume from you saying that that you dropped the N word on. You know, a daily basis, and you go on, uh, you know, 4chan and, and rant and, and and call Obama all this shit. But uh, but he just pulls these things out of nowhere to try to you know placate the left. And I'm fucking I'm fucking sick of it. He's he's a fucking joke. It's a disgrace to journalism because you want to call yourself a reporter, you want to call yourself as part of this Vaunt team, and he even inserted himself on like the spy, uh, spotlight team too. So it's like you're putting yourself in all this shit. You think you want to be a reputable, respectable, nothing but the facts kind of guy, but when you're making up, when you make up shit as big as the Boston Marathon shit he made up, mm-hmm. you, as Kirk rightly said, you have to constantly question like, what else? Who is this? Who is that? And it's just when you go back in each piece, and I remember when uh, listening to Kirk at one of the more recent pieces that when he was, when he came out that he was doing like obituaries, they started looking at some of those stuff, and some of that was all fake. And yeah. you start calling like, and then at the beginning of the pandemic when they, he got his hair cut, they as they, they talked on the show today about Andy yeah. Mayo calling up the barbershop. It's mm-hmm. at one point, and it goes to show you just as if you're if you're on the good side, if you're on the right side of things, you can get away with so much shit. It's it, it's a disgrace to journalism, and it's and I and I give a lot of people credit who keep trying to go after him because it's like the easiest thing to do. It's it, it it's not like it, it's not like you're, you're trying to take down the entire Boston Globe in this thing. You're trying to get a bad reporter off who's giving other reporters bad names and shit like this leads to like the whole greater thing of like fake news. There's proof. Boom. Respectable journalist Kevin Cullen, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I just, I just think that. I mean, the Boston Globe, I think, loses money just in total. Uh, there's no way it turns a profit. No, it's, it's, I, it's possible. It's, it, how, I think I get deals that, every day, ninety nine cents for six months. <laughs> Special deal. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd rather stab my eyes out than subscribe to the Boston Globe. But uh, I, I think the Globe would actually rather continue to pay Cullen even though he's the most dog shit reporter that that's ever been than fire him because when you fire him you're giving Kirk a W and surely John Henry Sam Kennedy all the people you know uh, Linda Pizzuti none of them want to give Kirk a W so they will continue paying however much they're paying Cullen I don't know maybe they're paying him like 15 grand a year whatever the fuck he makes but uh because if they fire him it's a win for Kirk yeah so it goes to show sometimes everyone says it, the most way to be successful in business is you separate business and personal and the, the globe just can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Won't do it. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're a big fucking joke. So there was some, some Decaro bits on, on today's show. 
I think they're going to jump more into that on Wednesday. But her book is, what, 60, 65,000 place in the Amazon bestsellers list. So, I mean, that, that's... So when they recorded Sunday night, it was like 64,100 and something. As I'm looking at it right now to mm-hmm. give a live update of Ms. Zagara's book. It's, it's like, up to like number 18? No, it's up to uh, 50,000, it looks like here. <sighs> Holy shit. It is 3,605 in books. Um, And its highest ranking is 13 in sociology of sports. Because I'm sure some of those are just flying off the shelves. Yeah. That sounds like a, that sounds like a big book. I just, I would love to see the numbers. If, if I never read that book on YouTube, just what it would have started out. Cause I guarantee you would have been 90,000 it just stayed that entire way because you saw so many people like i'll give away five books for you because uh because of barstool and you know but they don't say barstool they like say b asterisks are you can't because yeah. getting rid of the a really changes it up i think yeah well it, it triggers some people i don't know if it's triggering or even maybe it might screw up the uh search engines for barstool because if if it takes away technically their mentions so oh, i don't know so don't know. they all fucking suck I mean, they um, all so yeah. stupid, but it's kind of funny. It's funny to watch because it's like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm going to use asterisks. So I can't wait for the, uh, for the announcement on Wednesday. We got the 5k coming up. Obviously Kirk is going to get more into that. It sounds like it's going to be more of an in-person 5k than last year's virtual. So I'm really looking forward to that. They're, they're going to have a book barbecue, hopefully a normal barbecue too. Your boy will be, you know, grilling away. Uh, that would be something I would love, love, love. Your- Justin Grill Master Services. Oh, I would love, I would love to grill. I'd cry tears of joy if I get a grill for the Minna fans. That would be incredible. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Wednesday's show. I think it's going to be pretty fun just to see. Just because when Kirk does a show, you like you know he has something planned. When he does a show going after someone in response to something they said, whether it be DEC, whether it be Cullen, you know, it, it, he he like schedule and whether or not you like that he embody he he changes the show dynamic for an entire day like with the dec he was dr lance minhan obgyn uh for cullen you know he went with the old school radio drama it it really is like the gina show everything everything is just completely different so i'm just i'm just wondering what he could possibly be doing is he going to be doing like a spoof of the girls room whatever DeCaro puts out every week. Uh, I'm just excited. Oh, people keep asking me uh, what the, what the bleeped out sound was from today's episode. And I mean, I'll just come out and say it. So DeCaro and and Kirk are actually friends and they were actually, it's, it's audio of Julie being like, Oh, wouldn't this be funny if we have a 5k and blah, blah, blah. So that's what was bleeped out. I don't think it's that big of a deal. So, so yeah, so that's, I'm excited to looking forward to that on Wednesday. And yeah, the calls suck today. I mean, they were just, I, I didn't understand it. Uh, some of them, they were just like, when when you went through, through a thing where someone was asking about Somalian pirates and little Nas X. Uh, well, actually it turns out they were, okay. So that one, that one, the story thing is there is like this little Nas X shit, like him basically twerking on Satan and then the South Dakota governor going after him. Yeah. I do, but so I, the point he was trying to make was, so the way Lil Nas X became popular, before he blew up as a rapper, he was an actor, and he appeared 
in Captain Phillips, the film, as one of the pirates. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the whole point that was trying to be said, but it was the most confusing shit of them talking in a circle. Until Can I just realize this? Maybe, maybe I'm just correlating with this now, but there was a lot of Mike calls today. A lot, a lot of people asking about Mike. It was, uh, you know, you think after a week back, people will give some love to podcast Jesus, but a lot of, a lot of Mike talk. So a couple of does it. The, uh, the fun ones is Mike there. Okay. Yeah. But he's my there hangs up. Oh, we got it. Ha ha ha. It me I'm, I'm, I it might be able to hold out on that. I don't it was care. funny the first time. I was like, we get it. Ha ha. You don't want to listen to the show if Mike's there. Uh, so anyway, that about, uh, that about does it. Anything else you would like to, uh, to bring up Andrew? Nothing. You want to relaxing. Uh, we got Kirk and off coming up on Friday. Got a good guest this week. We're excited. So oh boy. we're going oh to keep it. We're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it fun. And, and hopefully, uh, if they take calls on Wednesday, I'm hoping if they do, uh, I, I get it is Julie DeCaro, correct? It is. I get. I mean, I'm not calling it Julie DeCaro. We've we've okay, reached. So it is Julie DeCaro. Good for you. That's <laughs> awesome. Mean, That's a big. I, you blew it up with their friendship. I didn't want to be the one to spoil it, but it was. We were going to kind of be the one to drop the curtain on the whole thing, but uh, wow. yeah, it, it'll be a fun show. Awesome. Well, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, I will talk to you on Wednesday on the Kirk Minahan wrap-up show.